All right, hello, and thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Professional Pricing Society podcast. My name is Terrence, and we have a very special guest with us today that's going to help me join into the conversation of raising prices. Now, before we begin, I'd like to remind all of our listeners that this upcoming May, we will be in Dallas, Texas. The 34th Annual Spring Pricing and Workshop Conference will be taking place May 2nd through the 5th. And we want to encourage everyone to take the time to learn more about the conference and register before the early bird of March 31st by visiting our website, PricingSociety.com. Now, joining with me today, we have Mark Stiving, who is the Chief Pricing Educator at an amazing company called Impact Pricing. Mark has led, coached, and taught businesses about value-based pricing for the past 30 years. He has driven company-wide pricing initiatives worth millions of dollars. In incremental profit, he started and sold three companies, which is amazing in itself, and has written various books on pricing and value. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. Uh, thanks for having me, Terrence. And by the way, I'm going to be at the conference, so other people should come join us. Yes, Mark has a workshop he's going to be spearheading at the conference. So all the more reason to come to uh, our conference this upcoming May to see Mark and his uh, listen to his expertise. So I'm glad you're here with us today. Oh, thanks. This is going to be fun. I love talking about pricing. Good, good. 30 years. I, I would imagine you you do. You you should love it. After 30 years, that's a truckload of information and of knowledge that you have. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation. When it comes to the topic of price increases, okay, all across the board, what would you typically, I guess in this state currently, what would you recommend across the board regarding price increases? Yeah. So, so first off, I'm going to say we should not be recommending across the board price increases. Okay. Right? Uh, so, so when I talk about raising prices and I talk about this a lot, because right now is a perfect time for companies to be thinking hard about raising prices. Uh, and the reason it's a perfect time is because we've got inflation. Uh, costs are going up. Your costs are probably going up for your products, whatever it is that you're selling and your customers know it. And so it's this great opportunity that says, I've got an excuse to raise prices today. Now, when I talk about this, some people jump to the conclusion, oh, I should raise all my prices by 10% or 5% or whatever the number is. And usually that's not a brilliant strategy. Uh, you've got some people who buy from you who are very price sensitive. Mm -hmm. And if you raise prices, they're probably going to leave you or stop buying from you. Uh, you've got other people or market segments who are not price sensitive at all. And there's lots of opportunity for us to uh, to raise prices on those people sure. using the excuse that our costs have gone up. Um, so I, I think that now is an amazing time. People should be raising, people should be thinking about raising prices and looking at how to do it wisely and carefully. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. Okay, good. Now, when you come across companies, is there a difference between hardware companies and SaaS companies? when considering price increases? Oh my gosh, yes. So, so um, my second book was titled Win, Keep, Grow, which was all about SaaS business. And and I come from a hardware business, from a hard, hardware background. And what's really different is in the world of hardware, we care about winning new customers, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to sell cars, I need to sell a new car to someone that's once every five years. And, and, you know, the loyalty thing isn't that big a deal, although they try to pretend that it is, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm going to go shop for all different brands when it's time to go buy a new car. And this is true with the refrigerator. This is true with a piece of manufacturing equipment. I need to sell a piece of equipment at a time in the world of SaaS. Mm -hmm. It it flips upside down because I need to sell it to you, right? I need to get you to buy my product. 
but then I need to keep you buying. I need to have you pay me month after month after month for my subscription. Hmm. So if we think about raising prices in these two worlds, in the world of hardware, if I raise prices on a car, for instance, mm -hmm. most people don't know that I raise the price on the car. So it's not a big deal. I still have to be competitive, right? I still have to be price competitive with the other alternatives. I still need to be within their budget. I mean, it's not this unlimited range that I can raise prices, but nobody knows I did it. So I didn't upset anybody. Mm. In the world of subscription, when Netflix raised your price, you're like, dang, Netflix just raised my price. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and what happens in the world of subscription, and I love this, um, I'll, I'll assume most of our listeners here are Netflix subscribers. I and am. so what, hap what happens is we just either write the check every month or just have it come out of our credit card. We don't even think about it, yeah. right? It's an automatic thing until we get the email that said, we're raising your price by $2. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you every single one of you said, am I watching Netflix enough to justify this price or not? Mm. And so the price increase caused all of our subscribers to rethink their decision. Now, many of them would rethink and say, yep, that's worth it. I'm still going to pay the two bucks. But some of them said no. And they actually had quite a few people churn out after this last price increase. Well, yeah, when it comes to subscription based, I mean, looking at my own life, you know, I, I noticed very quickly when a company raises their prices. Now, considering price increases for different companies, in your opinion, who has done price increases poorly in comparison to done them well? <laughs> well, since I brought up Netflix, let's talk about Netflix. Okay. <laughs> um, you, you may recall in 2011, Netflix uh, did a, a huge price increase. I mean, they raised their prices probably 80% mm -hmm. on all their subscribers. And it wasn't that their subscribers didn't value it, it's that they did it so poorly. They just said, hey, we're going to raise your prices, pay us more money. And there wasn't good communication, there wasn't a good strategy. And it turns out that in 2011, they lost 800,000 subscribers. Wow. And their stock price went down 75% because of the huge amount of churn in that one um uh, price increase. Now, I was one of those people that I churned out. Now I'm back, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Most of us who churned out are probably back to Netflix at this point in time. Uh, but but it caused a huge ripple in their business because they did it so poorly. Mm. So who did it well? Let's talk about Netflix. Okay. So, so they waited two years before they did this again, right? This like, ouch, that hurt. Let's not hurt ourselves. Mm. And this time they did it so much better. What they did was they raised prices. I, I think it was a dollar, may have been two, but let's call it a dollar. Okay. So they raised prices by a dollar on everybody. And uh, and what they did was, since you're a subscriber, they would send you this notice that says, hey, we're raising prices. But because you are a loyal subscriber, we are, uh, we're going to hold your price steady for six months. Mm. And, and we're, but raise prices today. And so then six months later, you get the notice that says, hey, remember six months ago, we raised prices. So now it's time. And that made people feel better. So the price increase wasn't ridiculously high. The communication about the price increase was really much, much better done. Mm -hmm. And they announced that uh, they were going to do something nice for their subscribers. Mm -hmm. So that one went over exceptionally well, which is why I think they do a price increase probably every year now. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And that does help a lot. I can imagine. I, I, there are some platforms I'm subscribed to in which 
I was going to cancel my subscription, they actually lowered the price for the next three months, you know, and that lured me in to stay with them for an additional three months for a cheaper price. Is that after you told them you were going to cancel? Is that that's after I told them I was going to yeah. cancel? Yeah. So, so there's this big cancellation strategy that companies use, mm-hmm. and and what you'll find. And by the way, I hate this as a mm-hmm. as a consumer. I think this is ridiculous, and I try to punish these companies. But what they'll often do is they make it really easy to subscribe. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to cancel, you have to call them. Oh yeah. And so when you when you call them, that gives them the opportunity to offer you a lower price and say, hey, would you stay for this price instead of that? And um, and so I I was just in the process of trying to cancel Sirius XM and they caused me to do that. Mm. And, I, and I'm going to share a story with you just real quickly. Sure. I hated that so much <laughs> that I didn't call them and I canceled the credit card. Uh-huh. So, so that means that they're going to try to hit my credit card again, and it, they're just going to spend a ton of time and effort and energy getting me to pay. And it's like, no, you guys didn't make it easy to cancel. So go expend your resources in a way you didn't want to. Mm. <laughs> well, hey, that's that's <laughs> another way of, of, of canceling a subscription. Now, there's a, there's a term called competitive analysis in which you study your competition. So how should we think about competition <clears throat> when we implement price increases? Uh, this is a really tricky one, right? Um, so, so let me start with price decreases if I could, Sure. right? Since, since nobody's thinking about this right now, although I did just get a notice that someone decreased prices, Paramount plus just decreased their prices, which I found mm. fascinating. But, um, in, in most cases, I strongly recommend that a company never lead a price decrease. Okay. Right. So, so in other words, put it in your head that says, look, I'm not, I'm not going to lower my prices. If you lower your prices, odds are good. It, you, you probably are lowering prices because you want to capture more share. You want to win more business. And if you lower your prices, your competitor is going to say, ouch, that hurts. Mm-hmm. I better lower my price too. And all we did was hurt industry profits. We didn't change anybody's share. And so I would never, ever lead a price decrease. Okay. On a price increase, this is a very different story, right? Now, imagine your competitor just raised their prices and you have a choice. You can either raise your price to match or you know copy their price increase, or you could say, I'm going to hold my price still constant mm-hmm. so that I'm going to gain more business. I'm going to gain more share because my competitors raised their price. Mm-hmm. Now, my advice would be raise your price, mm-hmm. but here's what potentially could happen. If you hold your price constant and you don't raise your price, and you start taking business from your competitor, your competitor is going to say, oops, I didn't mean that, and bring their price back down. Hmm. And so we ended up not gaining share, and we ended up not gaining more profit. If we have a competitor who's leading a price increase, follow, odds are really good they'll keep the price increase, everybody makes more money. Mm -hmm. So the question you have to ask yourself is, are you in business to win market share or to make money Mm. because those are two very different things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now let's say that your competitor hasn't raised their prices and their prices are constant. What should you be thinking? Um, If you have any influence at all in the industry, I would try leading a price increase, right? I would explain it. I would announce it in the trade press. I want everybody to know I'm raising my prices because I want all my competitors to see, I just raised my prices. Mm -hmm in the hopes that they follow. 
And if they follow, I smile and everybody makes more money. If they don't follow, I always have the option of saying, oops, I didn't mean that and bring my prices back down. Mm -hmm. So it's really a test the market thing. And we're watching to see what our competition does relative to our pricing. Now, this only really matters if you're in a business where people are constantly choosing between your product and a competitor's product, mm -hmm. right? And, and price is a really important part of that decision. Product being, for example, Netflix and Paramount Plus. Exactly. And, and I got to say, I'm not sure why Paramount Plus lowered their price. We're going to see what happens to that with the with all the marketplace because of that. Sure, sure. Absolutely. The next coming months. Um, now, you explained you know, the benefits of raising your prices and remaining the same and not raising your prices. Let me ask you this. Who should not be increasing their prices right now? Uh, so so we started this whole conversation out with, with me saying, I think everybody should be thinking about how to raise prices, mm -hmm. how to do it intelligently. And, and I still stand by that, right? Everybody needs to be thinking about it. But there are uh, companies or products where you want to try really, really hard not to raise prices. Mm -hmm. And so if you are selling products to, um, let's call them the the uh, not well-off people, right? People not who well are struggling people. to make budget. Uh, what happens is they're getting hit with inflation all around them. Mm -hmm. Their budget is getting squeezed no matter what. So it is possible or likely that you're going to sell less units to them anyway. Mm -hmm. But if you raise prices then you're squeezing their budgets even more and you're likely going to sell even less to them. And, mm -hmm. and so if your main market for whatever the product is that you're selling happens to be the, the people who are struggling. And, and by the way, in B2C, you could think of people who are struggling. In B2B, you could think of it as companies who aren't yet profitable. They're trying to grow. They're not you know overly well-funded bootstrap companies. Sure. Um, these are companies that are going to be uh, struggling with budgets. And, and they have to make trade-offs because inflation is forcing them to make new trade-offs they didn't have to make before. Mm -hmm. Now, Mark, like as you said before, you will be at the conference. Is there anything in particular you're really excited about discussing regarding this upcoming conference and your particular session? Well, it turns out the session I'm going to do is called How to Fearlessly Raise Prices Now. Yep. Uh, so we'll go through some of these concepts. We'll have some graphics and, and visuals so that people can see uh, the concepts better than what I can just describe them aud audibly. Sure, uh, sure. And and we'll have a chance for people to ask me questions about all of this. And and by the way, they can ask about anything in pricing. I, I love talking about pricing. Good, good. Awesome. Now, uh, this was a nice, quick, brief discussion, but very insightful, very informative. Do you have any resources available for our listeners to maybe learn more about you, your material or things of that nature? Yeah. So if you go to my website, impactpricing.com, mm -hmm. the homepage is just filled with my free content. So we put out a we put out three podcasts every week. We put out a blog every week. Um, there's so much free content there that that uh, you'll you'll get inundated with too much. Uh, <laughs> if you want to if you want to communicate with me, it's easiest to do it on LinkedIn. Sure, um, I practically live on LinkedIn, so I have uh, great conversations there. So feel free to send me messages or comment on posts, and we post every day every day something on LinkedIn. Okay, good, good. That's awesome. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Stiven, I want to thank you so much for your time here. Good, sir. We will be seeing you this upcoming May. In the meantime, you all have a great rest of your day, and we will tune in next time.